Welcome to the Growing Up Bananas podcast. My name is Ethan. This is my co-host, Sam. What are we doing here? The podcast will explore the internal battle of not just Asian immigrants, but every immigrant, whether it's staying true to thousands of years of culture that our parents passed on to us and their parents passed on to them, or assimilating to what we see around us. So why is it bananas? Well, a banana was a slur used for an Asian person who'd lost touch with their heritage. Yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Growing up is hard enough as it is, and we find ourselves in a situation where we're not quite Asian enough for the Asians, and unfortunately aren't able to change the colour of our skin. Unless you're MJ. Well, that's true. We've been thinking about it, and as travel becomes more accessible, the world will become more intertwined. With that, the number of people who go through the same ups and downs of living in a foreign country, like we did, will rise. We want to share these experiences with you. Throughout the journey, we're inviting a series of guests to share their compelling stories with us. We hope to have the likes of Dami Im, Jeremy Lin, Jackie Chan, and Ando, who will hopefully join us as guests along the way. Follow us on socials to stay updated with Growing Up Bananas, and we look forward to sharing our stories with you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tiege Hanley. Tiege Hanley is designed for men. It's never tested on animals. It's TSA compliant. It's made in the USA, it's fragrance-free, and it's formulated by chemists. Tiege Hanley's high-quality skincare products works to maximize results and eliminates guesswork for men of all skin types. Go to tiege.com slash deluxe edition. That's T-I-E-G-E dot com slash deluxe edition to save 30% off of your first box. Tiege.com slash deluxe edition. This is a great gift for your boyfriend, husband, or father. Christmas is coming up. It's uncomplicated skincare for men. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, the best-looking man in Cleveland, L. Ray Sexton. What's going on, Casey? Not too much, buddy. How are you? Uh, you know, typical Monday, because we're a day late on this one. Yeah, yeah, we are. Nobody's going to know that, because it's still going to come out on a Sunday. Yeah, but you know, it's a little, little peek into the you know, the inner workings of the pod. We like to be honest with everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what's going on, man? Well, we don't have a guest this week, so we're just going to be shooting the shit. I figured uh, I took a ride down to Sarasota the other week, 
to see this uh, National Wrestling Alliance show, the NWA, Billy Corgan's organization. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd shit on it a little bit for 15 minutes or so. (laughs) And I got some 10 cent pop culture news. So that should take a little bit of time, too. Awesome. Very cool. All right, yeah, so uh, the Robarts Arena, it's the first time uh, the NWA had performed uh, at the Robarts Arena in Sarasota. The Robarts Arena down in Sarasota, it's, uh, it was built in 1967, has a seating capacity of about 4,000 people. Uh, in 2011, the arena went under underwent $500,000 in improvements. One of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is because... Uh, the show that I watch, I talk about it all the time, AEW, All Elite Wrestling. They've been getting a lot of flack for uh, like posting photos of their shows, like the full crowd at the shows. And then a fan we call WWF Marks, who's like, they're they're really there just to like shit on the w or shit on aew and like you know they're like a wwf spy mm-hmm. they'll take a picture of the of the other side of the arena they call it the hard cam side like that's where the camera is right. to get the other side and it's usually empty you know because uh they're just not selling enough tickets fucking billy corgan man he did the exact same thing Took a picture of the the uh, the side that I was sitting on, which everyone else was sitting on, the full side. I'd say they had about a thousand people there, maybe, and it looked full. I mean, it looked, you know, once the show started, it looked full. But the other side, like I'll post pictures if you're watching this, the other side was completely empty. And then, uh, all right, so uh, to start, I. I got there. There's not one thing outside that says pro wrestling tonight. Nothing. It just says uh, parking here and it has, you know, an arrow pointing to the parking lot. There's nothing that says NWA, National Wrestling Alliance. Like they didn't have no jobbers out on the sidewalk yelling and arguing with each other and wrestling. Nothing. Nothing, huh? Nothing. No posters. No. (laughs) Now, to be fair, the Robarts Arena. You know, they underwent that $500,000 improvement. I don't think there's even a spot to put, you know, lettering that you could even put, like the NWA, National Wrestling Alliance, Pro Wrestling Tonight, November 18th, whatever. But but at least put, like, a, a poster or a mm. chalkboard sign outside. It sounds like he's running this whole operation like it's a, like it's a DIY music venue. I, that's kind of what I get the vibe of. It really is, man. All right, so the tickets were only like thirty-five bucks, I think, for, and I got a second row seat. I think it was like thirty-five bucks, and then I got I added on. It was a there was a meet and greet, Billy Corgan meet and greet before the show. Uh, that was actually more than the price of the ticket. I think it was, that was like thirty-nine dollars, maybe. Doors were supposed to open at six o'clock for that. They didn't open until 6.15 for that. And then you're told to go over in this little section, uh, like the bleacher area, and Billy Corgan comes walking over, and he's like, he's, I don't know, he's a very strange dude. And, like, he didn't want to 
they had microphones all over the arena like it's a you know wrestling show there the mic the commentator had microphones and everything but he refused to pick up a microphone he's like sort of like somewhat shouting but not so like everybody had to like get closer to hear him and he answered like everybody's questions whatever no it was okay and then like at the end it's there's like any meet and greet that i've ever done like you go in you shake their hand say thank you for whatever and get your picture with them Mm -hmm. was what just what i told you and then he and then he says all right break it down into like groups of 15 or 20 people and we get the picture you get get a picture with with that so like i had to stand with like 10 other people who i I didn't have any idea who they were and got my picture taken with billy corgan it's like riding a roller coaster by yourself you don't know who the fuck else is on that train (laughs) exactly and then there was this other dude like you could tell that he was definitely there for uh like he was more of a smashing pumpkins fan like you could just tell you know what i mean and yeah he looked like an asshole Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. He, then, he had uh, a dumbass star shirt on. Uh well he had like a leather jacket on and like real tight pants. Mm-hmm. So and like real like you could barely see his face. He had like weird like weird like hair covering his face. But he went up to Billy Corgan like during that picture thing like before the picture thing and he was like trying to get him to sign something and billy corgan was like i'm not sure if he swore if he used the f word but he was like i'm not signing anything i'm not signing it and like and it was like you know being like a little bit of a dick about it you know what i mean like how how hard is it to fucking sign something hopefully that guy went home and turned his life around and now he's into like the queers and screeching weasel and the ramones We'll you know say. what? I forgot to tell you what you're when you asked him the questions. You needed to ask him, are they gonna have rat in a cage match? Ah. So that he can go out there and announce it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's surprising they didn't do that. That uh at the thing in Cleveland that I was supposed to come up for, uh the Sawwen pay per view. That was their first like hardcore pay per view ever. So uh I think I'm pretty sure the NWA has had cage matches before, but yeah, that that would be a I good put, uh, uh, stipulation. I get, I get the two wrestlers dressed up like rats, <laughs> and I blast that song. And the last one who can stand listening to it wins. If you don't climb out of you climb out of the cage, you lose. You have to stand. Yeah. <laughs> just be tormented. That's, by there's that no song. wrestling. It's just that song playing while you're dressed like a big rat. <laughs> And I would give the crowd cheese to throw at them. Well, you know what's funny? There's a wrestler there. I don't know his like his complete his complete name, but they chant cheese like the cheese, the cheese, the cheese. (laughs) But anyway, back to the fucking back to the the show. So like after the meet and greet thing, there's like no real organization like they don't really like they don't say all right you have to leave the building uh go find your seat anything it's just like billy corgan disappears and like we're all just just left in this arena now with like the doors are still closed like they they had they didn't unlock the doors yet so i'd say there were maybe about 50 people in there for this meet and greet thing 
we're all trying to find out where we're supposed to sit. Like there were a couple people that had general admission and that was like, clearly that was the bleachers where we were just sitting for the Billy Corgan meet and greet thing. But like a bunch of us had actual seats that we paid a little bit more for, and they were supposed to be in sections. Like I was in section D row two seats, 14 and 15. Cause I bought a ticket from my, my buddy, uh, Bob cook, professional wrestler who actually wrestled in that arena for the NWA many years ago, back in the eighties when it was completely sold out. Like there wasn't a seat fucking left. You know what I mean? Like both sides of the arena were full. So like people were just starting to sit down wherever they wanted. Like, and then I, I went over to security guard and I said, uh, do you have any idea of, where you know where people are supposed to sit and he said uh no we're just security and he he said he pointed to this guy and he goes go ask him and he he pointed to this guy and it was a wrestler it was like one of the wrestlers i thought you're gonna say billy (laughs) no 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 but i said to him i was like that's just one of the wrestlers and he goes oh yeah but he's one of the promoters like he know he's he knows where you're supposed to sit right so i asked him i said you know, where am I supposed to sit? And he goes, did you buy your ticket on Eventbrite? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, any, any floor seat is fine. And I go, well, no, I paid for fucking section D road two seats, 14 and 15. You know what I mean? And he's like, nah, he's like, you know, it's just, uh, it's just first come first serve. And I was like, what the fuck? That's not what I paid for. You know what I mean? So then uh, I just sat down on in row a row two, and then I found there was one guy there that was working for the arena, and like he was helping this guy, this older man with two kids, two little kids, his grandkids, and uh, his son, and none of us, like no one, was in the right seat at all. Like every, he, and then he was like, I, I don't know what to tell you, people, and he just left. <laughs> so, like, so it was so fucking that was so fucking unorganized they promote like local talent right so all this local talent like the wrestlers they bring in like a a crowd right so like the crowd that was there they were like they were fired up and it was a good crowd and this was all being taped for the nwa television this is on youtube now that they're also on the cw app uh, which people were worried that they weren't going to be on the cw because they at that thing in cleveland they did a a with the blood drinking? No, that was in that was that was AEW. Um, <laughs> no, AEW. yeah, no, uh, no. In in Cleveland, a uh, in Cleveland, the NWA did a cocaine spot. The oh, one the right. one manager yeah. did cocaine with a bunch of like prostitutes. But uh, apparently, only three hundred people bought that pay per view. Um, so not that many people saw it. So and once again, that's a Friday night downtown Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's he supposed to do? Right. So yeah, they have all this local talent come in and uh that draws the crowd in, you know, like they they sell the tickets and they're not actually signed to the NWA, but they have these uh matches against people who are signed to the NWA. And that's great. That's a great thing. Bring big crowd in. Hmm. Crowd was fired up. The problem with that is but, oh, I got I got a question. Did they sign waivers to even wrestle against these people? Oh, I have no idea. I, like, I don't think you can just legally hop into a ring. 
Oh no, no, they're they're like they're they're local professional wrestlers. Like they're not just local. Like it wouldn't just be like a like. No, they're all like known like local talent. I could come up with a nickname on the spot. (laughs) The problem with that is they put them all on at the beginning of the show. So then, like, as the people who were local and their fans, as they started to wrestle and finish their matches, their fans and friends were starting to leave the arena. So mm-hmm. at one point, at one point during the show, they actually turned all of the lights out on the side of the arena that the crowd was supposed to be on because that many people had left. And it was empty, so they didn't want, like, you know, because they were filming that side, so they didn't want yeah. everyone to see how empty it was then. So that's uh, that's one of the other things. And, like, the, the, the other thing that I would do if I was helping run this show is, like, this is a famous arena for the NWA. You know, they used to run shows here all the time, like back in the 80s. The last, time, the last show that they ran there was 30 years ago. Uh, Florida, that area of Florida is huge for like old wrestlers. Like a lot of old wrestlers live in that area because of how much they used to run there. So call, call 10, 15 of them up and say, Hey, do you want to come set up your shit, sell some t-shirts, sell some pictures? You know what I mean? Take pictures with the fans during intermission. That brings the older crowd in also, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That brings some of their fans in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my rat idea brings in the younger crowd. <laughs> yes, yes. ICP's not bringing anybody in. No. Not anybody who's going to spend money. That fucking guy is there. And then there's another guy going around. He's like, he's supposed to be the guy who's booking their venues. Um, He knew the guy that I was there with. So, like, I met him, and he's hammered drunk. And just going around calling Billy Corgan a money mark. <laughs> like, that's not a good look for your company. You know what I mean? When someone that is supposed to be working for you is fucking going around hammered and calling you a fucking money mark. Hmm, I'll allow it. <laughs> not a not a big Smashing Pumpkins fan, so. I'm not either, man. I just... uh I, I had such high hopes for this NWA company because it's like the old school wrestling and like they they have like the name, it's the oldest, the oldest company in the country, this and that. And it's just like there's just so many di- things that they could be doing different to just that would help them, you know, that much more. Sometimes people think just because they throw a couple hundred bucks at something that it's just going to make them millions of dollars. Obviously, Mr. Corgan doesn't know enough about wrestling to know what he got himself into, but he also thinks highly of himself to the point where he thinks he can just pull it off because he's Billy Corgan. Then let's be very clear. I am not throwing slander on the man. I'm simply pointing out that he could use some help. And right now he's, he's, Getting the help from the wrong people, also no slander thrown at them. Just some advice to everybody involved: get some goddamn help. Yeah, 
You know, how hard is it to fucking show people where their seat is? Yeah, no, that's that's you you pay someone ten dollars an hour. You give them like a red or a gold shirt that says uh, staff. And people go, I have a ticket. Where do I sit? And that person takes said ticket, reads the number because they're old. It shakes a little bit, but, you know, they still read. And then they walk them down and seat them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They like the NWA at the end of the show. Like I stuck around at the end of the show after like everyone left because the dude I was with, was he knew a bunch of the wrestlers and was talking to him. Like there were like 20 people, 20 like younger kids that just came out of the woodwork just to, to tear the wrestling ring down and like load it into the truck. Like, where were they during, you know what I mean? Exactly what you said. Give them a yellow shirt. Tell you where they were. They were in the back doing drugs and drinking <laughs> and bitching about how little they get paid. That's well, a, they, you know, once again, you know, like you look at the, the, the companies that tear down stages and shit for rock stars. They take care of those people. Those people will work for them for decades. I'll bet you none of those people will still be working for NWA in fucking six months because it does not sound like they're being taken care of to where they give a shit about helping out. And that's a sure sign that you're not getting paid enough. Do you think that that was a question I had there? Do you think Billy Corgan, because they had like uh, four giant, like, you know, those stage, uh, this big stage, like, um, I, I don't know what I, what you call them. Pillars, I call them like that hold like the lights and all that shit. Like the, the rigging, stainless, yeah, the rigging, yeah. Um, and like all the cameras and shit. Do you think Billy Corgan like owns that because all this Magic Pumpkin stuff? I would say he knows how to rent it from the person who owns it mm. because of being in a band. He, somebody else owns that shit. He don't own that. Yeah, he's paying somebody else to set that up because one, you got to know what you're doing, right? Like me and you, we just don't buy rigging for an event and just go down there and start hooking it up. We could, but there's a lot of liability involved there with nuts and bolts and everything. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Same with the ring. You hire people who know how to put it together. Yeah. You don't go out there like it's a fucking tent on a camping trip with the instruction and try and figure out which pole goes in what fucking <laughs> hole. It takes too long. You got to have professionals do that stuff. Yeah. Well, I would imagine they probably do own their own ring since they are a professional wrestling company. So they probably, they probably do own their own ring. I don't know. I highly doubt after I've said mean things about him, that he'll come on the podcast and tell us if he owns the ring or not, but I don't give a fuck or answer my Instagram message. Yeah. Yeah. I saw your message. (laughs) Hey, I'm willing to help. I'm willing to fucking help the guy. I want to fucking, I want it to succeed. Anyone who does a fan meet and greet and then takes pictures with 20 people at the same fucking time, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> From the smallest little band in the world to the biggest band ever, I'll give you a Steel Panther. They're, they're not huge. They're well-known, but they're not huge. They take an individual picture with everybody who pays for VIP meet and greet. Kiss does the same fucking thing. Yeah. So you tell me he yeah, can't take... the fucking biggest band on the fucking planet Earth. He can't take two goddamn fucking hours to take pictures with people who just gave him a bunch of money. You know what? You don't want to take the pictures? Don't fucking do the meet and greet. Your problem solved. You can go fucking drink coffee in the corner and bitch about how nobody likes you. Who the fuck cares? I'm shocked that many people wanted to have their picture taken with him. 
Yeah, well, it wasn't that many, actually. I mean, it was probably, it was definitely less than 100. Actually, they only sell 60 of them, and it wasn't, it wasn't even sold out, so. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> unless he's going to, I don't know. I, if he was, you know what, if he was at least a nice person, I wouldn't say such awful things about him. But now his music's bad and he's a mean person. Yeah, I really don't think he is nice. He didn't, so, seem, I like mean, he didn't seem to be. And if I'm guessing, he's losing a lot of money on this wrestling thing, which probably adds to his shitty attitude. So maybe yeah, he is a nice guy, but because he's watching his money go out the window and be burnt and people wiping their asses with it, I mean, I'd be mad too. Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, well, I didn't look it up. My buddy looked it up, the old wrestler. Um, it's It was $10,000 to rent that building at... Uh, Thirty-five dollars. I'm not. I'm not great with math. Thirty-five dollars a ticket. They probably sold. Let's say a thousand, maybe thirty-five times a thousand. That's thirty-five thousand. If they, so then to rent all the equipment. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how he could have made any money. I don't know. I don't know if there were a thousand people there. Well, that's why he's like, oh, fuck. This is, you got to pay a lot more people doing this than the four other dudes standing next to you on stage and the, and the sound guy and the light guy. Like, that's pretty much what the band's responsible for, the roadies and that shit. That was another thing I wanted to bitch about, too. The camera, like, I'm not a, I'm not a fucking producer. I know nothing about, like, directing or anything like that, but they had, uh, the hard cam on the far side of the camera, on the far side of the ring, um, another hard cam right next to that, a guy in this corner of the ring with a camera, a guy in this corner of the ring with a camera. So that's four cameras. And then a guy on the floor with a camera who was, when they were walking down the ring, he they, they were walking down this way and he was catching him walking down this way. But then when they were going around the ring, to the right he was following their he was following them so he was just filming their back mm-hmm. so it's like don't you think if you just stood on the from, other side shouldn't have been from the front though so you yeah, can see that's them. what i'm they're you that's know i'm no like, fucking director or whatever but like if you just you know i am the executive producer on a very popular uh podcast so i do know a, a few things about cameras and uh if you're doing wrestling you do it from them coming at you and you kind of back away from them right. which if you look at any footage from the 80s that's how it was done you yeah. they came out and you you just walked backwards with your camera right while rick flair wooed <laughs> And Macho Man said, oh, yeah, and there was brothers thrown around. It was, it was pretty well, simple. When you watch the NWA from the Robart Arena, you're going to be watching the back of them as they go up the stairs because the cameraman, uh, he was he was pointed in the wrong direction. Yeah. It, it sounds like a train wreck. You know, maybe... You know, maybe from humble beginnings. Someday, someday they'll make a movie about how Billy Corgan started the NWA out of nothing. The company's seventy-five years old. 
Hey, history is written by the winners, Casey. <laughs> well, the fucking history of the NWA is going downhill with Billy Corgan at the fucking at the head of this ship. You know, if if you told me it was a wrestler who had started this, like uh, Cody Rhodes with the the AEW, I would have more faith that they knew what they were doing. You know, Rhodes part of the Rhodes family been around yeah. wrestling since he was born you tell me that guy starting a wrestling organization that's like okay that makes sense because he only knows how to do that that's all his life has been his whole life right you tell me a rock musician is gonna fire up a wrestling organization I go well who who's with him is it like who's he got he got Gorilla Monsoon with him or something because I don't know what the fuck he's doing over there. You know what I mean, Casey? It's like, if you're going to start a band, uh, Chris Jericho, not a very good musician, but he put good musicians around himself. So his band is pretty, pretty good. It's not the best band I've ever heard, but he didn't go out there with a bunch of wrestlers and go, we're a band now. I mean, that would be a bad move on his part. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, so I'm just looking it up here. Apparently, he only paid about a million dollars for for this uh, for the company for the NWA about six years ago. Okay, well, there's probably some other investments he could have put his money into. Um, probably could have bought like a, a goddamn minor league hockey team or something. Like that would be a lot easier. You just Say, oh, I own the team now. Just keep doing whatever the fuck you were doing. Right. <laughs> and I'll sit in a loge and people will be like, oh, Billy Corgan owns this team. I'm going to go see him. Yeah. Yeah. Called well, you know what? At, at that <laughs> meet and greet, I was probably one of the only people at that meet and greet that didn't raise my hand when, because for some reason, he was, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he asked, um, oh, because somebody, one of the questions that somebody asked was... I know what it was. Everyone who knows who this is, raise your hand. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, one, of the, one of the questions was, uh, what have you brought from the music business over into the wrestling business? And he was like, how many of you here have ever been to a Smashing Pumpkins concert? And like everybody raised their hand except me. Well, that's why they're there for the meet and greet. Because to do it at a smashing, I'll I'll bet you at a smashing pumpkins fucking meet and greet is probably three four hundred bucks. If he even does them. Oh, I bet they do them because bands make ridiculously good money doing that shit. I mean, and in fairness to bands, since the record industry has shit the bed and the whole streaming disaster and all that, they got to make money how they got to make money now. Oh yeah. And a meet and greet's a lot better than sucking dick next to a dumpster behind Kmart. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. <laughs> All right, that's enough about the fucking NWA and Billy Corgan. Mm-hmm. What uh, what pop culture stuff do you have for us, buddy? Pop culture news? Did you yeah, say? I got a couple things I want to hit just to make sure this thing hits the hits the mark. So. Uh, I'm a big Peacemaker fan, the TV show. And uh, finally, after months and months, 
of James Gunn spending all his time fucking his brand new hot wife. <laughs> um, he has finally s- taken his ass upstairs, put on some kind of protective thing around his waist, to, you know, so he stops thinking about sex and he has finally buckled down and started writing season two. Nice. We'll see how long that lasts before he heads right back downstairs to his hot wife. But I can't blame so, him. Dude's 51. Wait. His wife's like 30. Did they announce they announced that uh, it got picked up for a season two a while ago, right? And what yeah, he, but, uh, he's been to... so well, you, you remember he basically runs Marvel and DC at this point. Oh, okay. In Guardians of the Galaxy. Now he like he's in charge of like the entire fucking DC universe now. Oh sure. Like everything. And they just were like, uh, hey, you, you want to run DC? And he's like, Yeah, I'm firing everybody though and starting over. Yeah, that's cool. You do that thing you did with the Guardians, and we're fucking cool with that. <laughs> nice. I want a Swamp Thing reboot real bad. Now, that's DC. So oh, if yeah. you, Okay, you did say... So, you'd... So, so sit down and write a, a good, strong letter that says, Dear Mr. Gunn, and there's two ends at the end in case you get confused. I would like Swamp Thing to be cool. And I would also like... Adrian Barbeau's boobs put on with AI onto whatever actress plays her or a reasonable facsimile would be fine too. He, yeah. Didn't you say he's running DC now, right? Yeah. 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 So he can do swamp thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So you just got to send him a letter. Okay. Can I tweet him? No, he's gen X buddy. He's, he's my age. You got to send him a letter. That's Does how you it get have to be done. strongly worded. Yeah, but it also yeah. has to be nice. A strongly worded, nice letter. Yeah, I mean that's how it's done. It's like a firm handshake. It's right. friendly but firm. That's how you got to write your letters, Casey. Can you write it for me? Mm-hmm. All right. I certainly will. You just have to sign it. I will. I'll mail it. I'll mail it to you. You open it, sign it, and then mail it to him. Email it. All right. Send it to uh, I don't know, DC Care of James Gunn, oh, Hollywood, California. It. We can get his address. Don't worry. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, here's another fun one that you might be interested in: National Treasure Three. Unofficially. This thing has a script, and unofficially, Nicolas Cage and Justin uh, Bartha, who played, uh, who the fuck they play, Ben and Riley, they've said that they're interested. So supposedly, Nick has seen, there's multiple scripts, he's seen them, and he's interested. They're both interested. The hot chick's not coming back, I don't think, but that's okay. They'll come up with some other hot chick. And then, uh, was this, was this the script? Was this the movie that you were telling me that you had an idea for? What was that? What was the, or was that an Indiana Jones that there were two? It's probably there was a script. Short that yeah, there was oh, a script. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Indiana Jones. That's the monkey okay, guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is, no, these are the movies where he's like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then he fucking does, Casey. 
Fuck. But anyway, they're good. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> they're fucking great. I love them. He's got this weird fucking haircut. Nick Cage knows how to make a movie. Well, you remember just until a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was like, I banned all of Nicolas Cage movies from my household. So you got to catch up because these are good. You will like these. These are like, you know how you're into that history shit with like documentary yeah. crap and feelings and whatever you do. Uh-huh. Uh, this is kind of like a documentary adventure movie. They follow clues while the bad guys are chasing them. And they got to stay one step ahead to find the clues to get to the next clue. How true to history is this movie? 100% accurate. <laughs> 100% accurate. 100% accurate. You will love this movie. I'm telling you. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, probably wouldn't start filming till next year because they're still working out all the shit. But I would love to see this because, one, Nicolas Cage doesn't do many movies where he does a sequel. He's really not into that. So he's already done two and he's interested in a three. You know, it's going to be good. Speaking of Nicolas Cage, we had talked about him last week with Amber and (laughs) someone. Let's see. Oh, here. Yeah, we we uh, we had talked about him. uh, We talked about him in Willie's Wonderland. Uh, something else we but we were talking about like how he just makes any any old kind of movie you know does whatever he wants yeah he does whatever he wants uh somebody commented on our uh on our thing and said everyone is so incredibly wrong here nick cage himself said he has taken tons of terrible roles because he was trying to get out of seven million dollars worth of debt tomato tomato my friend (laughs) <laughs> and someone wrote uh jorge straight uh four nine two two wrote nick cage is better than these shitty tattooed no-name podcasters nice <laughs> thanks thanks bud i would agree with that absolutely i think nick I, cage is better than us i just saw that now that's funny that is fun. I wonder if that dude's got a podcast. Thanks, and he could be unfunny like us. <laughs> That's funny as shit. I love the internet for that kind of stuff. Just like I always say, Casey, you want to get into podcasts and you better have some thick fucking skin. Yeah, oh, I do. I mean, my feelings, I'm, I don't, uh, I don't have any weapons in the house, so I should be all right tonight, I guess. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, I love Nick Cage. I think he's great. And if he has to make the movies because he's in debt, well, you got to do what you got to do. It's better than giving hand jobs in the back of a car at a drive-in movie theater on a Saturday night. Hey, this is Sammy. I'm here with my hetero life mate, Yen. Hey, Sammy. Hey there, Yen. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So, we are part of the Barrel Age Chicks. And who else is part of us? Oh, we've got Harley, Snow, and Crystal. And ourselves, of course. Mm -hmm. If you like hearing about movies, podcasting about movies, (laughs) if you like hearing about music or pretty much anything, come and check us out. Come hear the chick side of things. We can be found on Spotify and Anchor. And we are also under the Deluxe Edition Network. Come on out and hear the chick side of things. Come on. 
So uh, the other fun thing I wanted to point out here at the end of this episode was, is, so I'm reading the you know, the news today, like I always do, N- not about Ukraine or whatever. Uh, I'm reading about Kiss, you know, and uh, they're talking about uh, uh, the same woman has been making Gene Simmons's cod pieces for the last 20 years. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm reading the article, and right off the rip, when they get in the article, they they fucking put Richard Simmons instead of Gene Simmons. I saw that. And all I could think about was Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies with these old bras while Kiss music is playing in the background. He's got a big, giant cod piece and the fucking Gene boots on. And he's <laughs> he's just he's just hopping around with that thing on. Uh that image was just made me laugh all fucking day. Dude, it is <clears throat> unbelievable as to how many times a day I will be reading something on the internet on like a legitimate website. You know what I mean? Not like not like now, it's that's different. Yeah, that's the difference right there, Casey. We are not journalists. I did not go to a professional learning institute to become able to write good uh, it's not my thing so but if you're going to put something in a legitimate fucking journalistic source <laughs> that's what i'm saying one where's your editor who's supposed to catch that snicker about it and fix it for you and i was like i i guess it's because shit moves so fast now yeah but right there's like there's so many different things like uh, i proofread fucking everything multiple times there's on on any platform that you use now it underlines it underlines your fucking mistake you know what i mean and yeah. it will give you the correction now yeah, of see, course it's not gonna i'm, it's not, not, gonna I'm not a journalist though i'm not a journalist so that blue well, line doesn't mean shit to me it's not gonna correct richard simmons no, but it, it'll it'll tell you, hey, you forgot your comma, you forgot your fucking period, that should be capitalized. Right. You know, that kind of shit. I ignore all of it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Why our Instagram posts look like trash most of the time. People scroll How by so fucking fast that it doesn't even fucking matter. How many times do you notice that I go in and change your fucking, I add hashtags? A lot. A lot. <laughs> That's your thing, man. My job is quantity, not quality, because I didn't go to journalism school. Casey will come in and fix this. (laughs) So it's more like, boy, that's going to bug him. (laughs) Oh, man. Anything else for us today, bud? uh, Basically, I just have advice for people who went to journalism school. (laughs) Have Have an editor. Don't just write shit and throw it out there. Unless you're just hoping nobody catches the last one I caught the fucking I tagged them in it. I don't even remember what it was now, but I tagged the actual people in it, and they went back in and changed the fucking thing and never told me, hey, thanks for catching it. Nah, they just dove in there like, fuck this. They just ripped that one out, put a new one in and boom, moved on. Yeah, but yeah, there's every single day I will I will be reading the Internet, reading something like a lot of wrestling uh, websites. And like shit will be spelled wrong. It's like, how fucking hard is it? Really? 
It's not all. That's, that's funny because when I was working on my T-shirt designs, which, by the way, I've got some new designs over there at Ten Cent Beer Night. If you're from Cleveland, you'll love them. Uh, I just was putting up the one that says, uh, I'm in uh, concussion protocol. <laughs> yes. And I had spelled protocol wrong originally. <laughs> I had to go back and fix it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else, right? Nah, I think that covers it for today. Uh, All right. Yeah, you know, I, I, the... I honestly wish I could be more entertaining for that dude that thinks we're schmucks, but hey, nah, fuck doing, doing the best we can, Jorge. Let's let's do the uh, rundown of the house cleaning here, since I forgot to do it at the beginning of the show we are a part of the deluxe edition network you can find all of the other great shows over at deluxe edition network.com we are one of the podcasts of the month this month along with the steve and crypto show go check them out they're on uh, every podcast platform that you can get podcasts on ray handles all the instagram duties over at deluxe edition pod you can join us over on Facebook, facebook.com slash deluxe edition pod. Or you could buy a t-shirt over at whatamaneuver.net slash collection slash deluxe dash edition. Or find all of the other shows over at deluxe edition dot show. How about you, Ray? What are you plugging today, buddy? I am plugging my new merch at the 10 cent beer night podcast, T public site. Get them before I get the cease and desist, buddy. Because I don't, I don't know if there's there's one I put up. I don't know how long it'll be up because it's pretty obvious that it's a. Yeah, I don't, I don't really own the copyright, but I also don't think they do either. But that doesn't stop the big corporations from trying to smash the little guy just trying to make a couple bucks at the end of the day. So go check them out. You could, if you actually go to my Instagram page, you can see the designs I posted about it today on the Ten Cent page. Yeah. 10 cent beer night podcast mm-hmm. and if uh if you're only listening it's tpublic.com slash user slash cent dash beer dash night dash podcast and the link will be in the description as well all right buddy uh, i think that sums up everything we need to talk about today huh yeah i think so man uh, next week, we'll be back with uh, Frank Lemire's from uh, Undercover and Fairy, and he was also in a movie called Derailed that our friend Dale Fabregard directed. Did he write that one, too? Dale? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dale wrote that. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, he wrote, directed that. He knows Dale. a shit ton about it, so I'm assuming he wrote it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, check those out. Uh, check all of our other shows out, deluxeedition.show. 